0: Welcome to another episode of Monday Fun Day Podcast. I'm your host, Ahmed al Qadri. And if you could speak Arabic, Ahmed al Qadri. Guys, it's time to know who's the voice <laughs> behind the camera. Everyone, please welcome Channing Apadaka. Yo. What's up? Did I say your I said your last name correctly, right?
1: Yeah. Unless know. you want to put some, uh, put a little moch on it. Abudaka? Abudaka.
0: abudaka,
1: Abudaka.
0: Uh, abudaka. Uh. Yeah. Put some
1: of that Spanish in it. Is
0: that a Native American, Mayan?
1: <laughs> no, it's Spanish. Oh, just regular Spanish. Basque.
0: But a lot of isn't a lot of Spanish like derived from Na- Mayans or Native American? I don't know. The Mayan? I couldn't tell or you. Or
1: the Native Americans? That like lived Latin? Yes. Like actual Pig Latin? Yeah. I have no idea. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. is uh, it's Spanish Basque. That's all I know. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Uh,
0: I I once asked my dad what does Al-Qadri mean, and my dad just went on around. Re- it means to strive and to be the best version of yourself. And that sounds and like some on. dad shit. Yeah. I it think means it was just, to
1: shut up, put your head down, and do the work. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Al-Qadri <laughs> turns out it means like clumsy cow or some shit like that. Really. No, no, it doesn't. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. I'm like, oh, shit. All right, so t- just to start off, let's start off with this. Am I going to get
1: canceled for doing that accent? No.
0: Good. I mean, I think you won't because you're good at it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it was like I, a bad one, maybe. I think, I don't know. Maybe I'm a co- comedian and I look at it differently. But if I see like a guy who like nails the Arab accent perfectly and it's like a good impression, I'm like, no, he's just talented. Yeah. But if it's like some... Like, you know, I, I'm picturing like
1: some racist white dude, like ah, durka, durka, oh, yeah. la, 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 that part. And then you're like, yeah, this guy's, I'll tell you right now too, if you're re- listening re- to this and you want to cancel me, there's a thousand different things that you can choose from that. That is like the last on <laughs> the worst. Yeah. That's, that's that the bottom of the scale. You know what I saw last night? Yeah. Did you know that Ted Danson did blackface back in the nineties? Wait, what? Like the blackest of black, like the most egregious version of blackface ever. Jim, uh, like gym red gym, lips and stuff. White lips. Oh. And it was at it was at the roast of Whoopi Goldberg. Apparently they were dating in like the late eighties, early nineties, and he was doing he was part of the Dais to Roaster and he showed up in like that like nineteen twenties. I forget like what style they called it. Yeah. But like the white gloves, the lips, all like it was like holy shit. Like full blown yeah. black face. <laughs> yeah. Like not like Justin Trudeau, this is a costume, like, hey, look at my offensive face. Like it was fucking And it's not like today's like i'm being offensive it's 90s i'm being offensive yeah it was i mean i guess back then they wouldn't even consider it offensive because it. if you think about it like it didn't become like a taboo thing until mid 2000s yeah like, jimmy kimmel did it in the early 2000s right 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 he dressed up as Carmelone. jimmy fallon i think did one too yeah. or i'm making that up and just <laughs> pigeon holding jimmy fallon into the
0: no jimmy fallon and jimmy kimmel did it because they, they, they both, both had it? to apologize for it okay yeah oh my but i mean this i'm laughing that, like, not because like i think it's funny i'm laughing because i'm like holy shit like i'm like you did something that's offensive in the 90s yeah
1: well it was i was watching uh jim jeffries at the comedy store last night and i'm not going to give away his bit or anything but he did a bit referencing it and then he was like you need to look that up on your way home if you haven't seen it yet and so i right then and there just looked it up on my phone and i was like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> It's that type of, it's I that kinda, type of thing. I
0: kind of want to Google it before we start off the the theme of the podcast. But yeah, we're see. off to a hot start. No, I like the let's start let's start with something uh, with something easy. <laughs> Ted, Danson. Ted Danson, Will Danson. Be Goldberg. Uh, let's see. Well, first off, it's cool that they were. Hold on, let me put. It's cool that they were an item. That they were an item. Yeah, it just shows like, a,
1: oh my right? god. <laughs> I can hear the moment that it came up on your phone. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's bonk. <laughs> it's full-on bonkers. It's the Monopoly man of blackface.
0: <laughs> Guys, take a moment. Pause this podcast and Google it. Yeah, <laughs> Google that, image it. that goo. Just
1: put Ted Danson, Whoopi
0: Goldberg. Well, first I put Ted Danson, Whoopi Goldberg, and it's just really cute couple photos of them, like, kissing. And it's like, oh, this is just a cute interracial couple. And then you see this... But the funniest part in that photo, you see Whoopi Goldberg just smiling, mm-hmm.
1: like oh, that's my Man. boyfriend. That's one of those things too. It's like maybe if we didn't make it, and I'm not, I'm not here advocating, yeah, for blackface or anything like that. But <laughs> yeah. if maybe if we didn't make it a taboo thing, then people wouldn't look at it that way today. Because clearly, like they were having fun with it back then. Yeah, but this is their humor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like I always think about that. I I have a bit about
0: it, but like, uh, like what also uh, don't do it. No. Don't. <laughs> Let me clarify that too. What happens like what is something that we joke about now freely mm-hmm. that's like in the next 20 years or so are like like hmm I'm trying yeah. to Yeah. Like I have a joke about I'm trying to think of like what's the most mundane joke that I have that will like in the future be like what the fuck is wrong with you. You know what I mean? Yeah. um I'm trying to think I'll probably make, like, me making a joke about, like, probably my gay jokes about it. No, my gay jokes would probably offend someone out there. I'm trying to think right now. Do you have any bits on the top of your head? You're like, oh, yeah, I wonder if that would be offensive in the future. But, I mean, I don't really, like, think about it. But now it's, like, everything offensive or everything's funny. Like, there's just, like, such a huge pool of, like. I don't know, like, I don't know, you could make a joke about anything right now, and then it's I, like, someone's going to be
1: Yeah, offended. 100%, I so mean, I like- I was in Bakersfield the other day at the well, and I was doing a bit about the Special Olympics, that mm-hmm. people probably wouldn't find n- kosher, right, I get, like, there was a couple people in the audience that I heard be like, oh no, and then, <laughs> I mean, some people laugh, but mm. it's it's just that line, you know, so... But most comedy is just crossing the line. Sure, I think or like I, walking the line. I oh, try, I try and just walk the line. Yeah. That's what's fun for me is like, oh, is having people be like, "Is he gonna do, say this?" and then no. kind of taking a turn, just making it something funny. Oh,
0: dude, that's the point of comedy.
1: I just don't understand. Like, like I was just talking
0: about industry yesterday like a full two and a half hours about like just the industry. And she Mm -hmm. was talking about like, we were talking about the tonight show. Cause I was like, that's a big goal of mine. It's just to get the tonight show. And she was like, you know, it's like a four year journey. I was like, of course, of course. It's like, you have to send like a really good tape has to be clean as hell. And just getting that tape to submit it is tough because you have to get a full five minutes no hecklers and
1: nowadays everyone wants to fucking yeah. heckle well it's the crowd work clips there's a lot of back <laughs> like i'm hearing more and more backlash about crowd work stuff well yeah dude there's so many um but then uh, at the same time i'm like i got a good clip i could put out well here's the thing crowd work is so
0: oversaturated uh, i'm gonna even quote martin amini who who's uh, a, a fantastic crowd work comedian and i talked to him on the phone about it because i was getting like indifferent about I was like should I post more crowd Mm. work clips I was like I'm a good joke writer I'm not a good crowd work like I could I could do crowd interactive like stuff like that I was getting in my head about and he was like dude crowd work is so uh he was so it's so uh oversaturated right now so if you're gonna post something it's gotta be like good so good or it's gotta be like so original or like like you have to dive into it you know what I mean like you have to really Really like be as original as possible. And also he was saying, like, if you're going that route, like you're a crowd work comedian now. Like that's how it is. Yeah. It's not just that's also
1: if you're just looking at it from the perspective of that clip going viral. Mm-hmm. Like you can just post a clip to post a clip. It doesn't have to be the greatest. Yeah. You know?
0: Oh, I'm posting <clears throat> a clip tomorrow. It was literally like it was just so interesting because I was doing a show in San Diego and then there was these two big uh dude uh Mexican dudes that are both bald, both had goatees. And they, they were sitting next to each other. They had no idea who they were. Like, they, didn't they didn't know each other? They didn't know each that's other. That's so funny. So I was just like, you guys look like the bodyguards at a consignera. Just yeah. like, like, very subtle. They laughed as well. Cause I asked them, I was like, do you guys even know each other? They're like, nope.
1: That's so funny. I was like, oh, that's crazy. They just sat them together.
0: Yeah. And, like, and you guys belong together. I just say a quick joke, but it's like a quick, like, 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 it's the beginning of my set. Boom, boom. All right. I addressed, I'm a little bit rift up top. Okay. Let me go to my act. Yeah. Um, um yeah i what were you saying about the backlash what you were saying there was a backlash of well like
1: I'm just hearing like more and more comics talk about like how the nature of stand up like live shows is changing because a lot of younger crowd are going to shows and they're they're so heavily heavily like uh invested in social media mm-hmm. that they watch stand up clips and so many so many clips that they see are crowd work clips that they think it's okay and that they're part of the show, yeah. To be chit chatting back and forth with the comic, trying to get their two cents in, and then because in the back of their head they're like, "Well, I am gonna, I am gonna like help them out, or I am gonna be part of this this next joke." When it's yeah. like, it's a very speak when you are spoken to type thing.
0: Yeah, and they don't understand. Yeah, it.
1: they think that they're supposed to initiate the crowd work, and it doesn't work like that. Trust that the comic is in charge. They know when they want to have an interaction with the crowd. You just sit back, follow along. Take a second before you even respond to a comic, because it could be a rhetorical question. You know? right, right oh dude i've people had that, are so man. like i i do a lot of rhetorical question asking mm. when i'm on stage uh and sometimes people will be like oh yeah totally and i'm like well, i didn't actually intend for you to answer the question you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. it could just be some bullshit question well, some
0: people are like um i don't want to say embarrassed they just don't know so i try to be as respectful as possible mm-hmm. like one time like you know rift up and i get it because i, I rift up top you know because you know you're in the moment you're in the present and then you like address some people up front and then you're like okay let me get to my act right yeah and it got to a point this guy up front who i was riffing with he was excited to a point where like i was saying a joke he stepped on my punchline, and no one laughed and i looked at him i was like bro why'd you step on my punchline? like i seemed kind of annoyed uh-huh. and he was just like i'm so sorry i'm so sorry i was like you're good you're good like he seemed like oh fuck i fucked because they don't know yeah they don't know that they fucked it up so it's just funny because like Man, before social media, stand-up comedy was just a very, very niche art form. Yeah. It still is. It still very much is. But then social media came along, and then all of a sudden, people were getting canceled over jokes. And then all these comedians are coming out. Like Joe Rogan and his podcast helped it out, where he was just like, no, comedy is just coming from the same part of the brain. We're all just trying to make people laugh. Like, this is our culture. This is our world. uh,
1: Was that Paul Mooney, or was it Patrice? I think it was Patrice who said that comedy comes from yeah, it was Patrice O'Neill yeah whether that, it was a good was like, joke or a bad joke so. it comes from the same place or same something.
0: yeah same part of the brain and then like this is like this is our culture this is who we are like this is just stand so more people were understanding I mean granted like this is how the audience is there then there was a lot of like Joe rogan-esque audiences like I think he, Joe Rogan's great but then there was all these people who were like yeah you can't just say whatever you want and then they go to Austin they get on stage and they just want to oh, say God. the yeah Uh, or retard like they just want to say those two words excuse my language but these are just they just want to get away with it Mm. it's got to be funny if you're going to say them correct yeah I mean Fahim Anwar has an amazing bit about it Um, have you seen his he had a clip about it where he goes it's just so funny where they say uh they say libtard which is liberal retard oh yeah yeah. it was like it was like we should have our own called ragged republican faggots (laughs) Like, but so he like, should
1: be more famous.
0: Everyone, dude, he hear. I'm sure he never
1: hears that. So okay. Yeah, it's probably. I'm probably the first one.
0: Yeah, no, he's, dude, he's like the best comedian ever. I want to get him on the podcast so bad, but he knows I'm just such a huge fan of him. I'm like, I Do can't. You know like, him? since he knows that I exist. Okay, <laughs> nice. But it's like the most, I feel like I'm, I'm his stand. i yeah, to <laughs> yeah. fucking murder him one day. <laughs> I love you so much.
1: Hey, love, Fahim,
0: hey, it's Ahmed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, can I open for you? And then like, he's like, he finally says yes. I just lock him in a trunk. I just love you just You just drive so off a cliff. <laughs> yeah, I love you so much. <laughs> no, like, it's just because like, I mean, uh, have you heard of Goatface? Yeah. Yeah. So like. The sketch group, right? Right. Yeah. When the, Before Goatface, it was just Fahim and Aristotle doing YouTube videos. So I've been following them since then, and nice. I was like in college or in high senior of high school. Just like, oh my god! And then Goatface came through. I was like, yeah, Holy shit.
1: they're like, like your birthday boys. Yeah, you remember that group, the birthday yeah, boys. Yeah, yeah, the birthday boys. Yeah, they Colin were great.
0: Jamerson met one of uh, Colin, my old roommate. Uh, I remember we were we just moved to LA and we were looking for a mattress, mattress shopping, and one of the birthday boys pulled up, and he was just like, oh my god, dude, shut the. That's like, I forgot That's which so one. so funny. But it was one of them, and he was like trip flipping out. He was
1: probably in like a 1998 Toyota Corolla or some shit. It's probably, yeah. And he was just- Those like, guys, were, like, I, I was following them from Funny or Die, and then they got their own TV show, and I was like,
0: holy shit. Yeah, yeah. Remember uh, Whitest Kids You Know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, those guys, that sketch group was great. Yeah. Yeah, they were really good. So
1: Whitest Kids You Know, is, and
0: before that before that was like, like Goatface. So, for me, it was like the brown version. What I loved about him was like, yeah, they had like brown- material but they had like other sketches that were just like yeah just absolutely hilarious that weren't even had nothing to do with about race or identity and so i'm just like a big fan of him but yeah Bahim's like his comedy is like amazing i uh i actually saw his latest hour at the comedy mothership in austin back oh, in shit. july it's really good it's yeah? really really yeah
1: he's he's awesome he only has the one, right? No business like show business.
0: He has no business like show business. And then he has hat trick on YouTube, the comedy store one. Oh, where he did all three
1: rooms in one. Yeah. Room. Have That's you seen right. that one? I think I have. Yeah.
0: That one's a really good one as well. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like I think, I think when all comedians say like he needs to be more famous is because like he's like, like all the comics respect him because it's like, you have to be like a, I don't know what's the best way to put it. Cause it's not. Like the best way to say it, like Dave Chappelle once said, Dave Chappelle once said, you have to be good at comedy to know how good I am at comedy. He once yeah. said that. So wow. it's like, you gotta be like, like a big comedy fan or like you, you, you love joke, right? Like art of stand up comedy to really appreciate. Cause even like, I even see like all of his, uh, his fans, like when I see live shows and people go to see Fahim Anwar, mm-hmm. it's like, it's very mixed. It's like yeah, you have these brown comics who are like brown people that that really enjoy him. But then but 100% are just people who just love stand-up comedy and they like good joke writing and they just appreciate his yeah, his stand-up. But I think his time's going to come. I was yeah, I was just, just thinking
1: that as you were as you were saying that like he puts in so much work and he's so many comics favorite comic that he has to blow up. Right. Like it's just it's a matter of time and I think if he just stays the course with the the giant surge that comedy is going through right now, he probably will. I'm not saying he's going to be like the biggest comic in the world, but he probably will become like a household name.
0: I think he's already a household name. You think so? I I don't think he
1: is. When you say, I don't mean that in a bad way.
0: What's your definition of household name?
1: Household name is like... In between like, you know, biggest comics in the world. So like Chappelle, Rogan, Burr.
0: Oh, so like people... Step down People who
1: don't, watch stand-up comedy, right. know who those people are. Right. Oh, those are how... Yeah, it's that it's when makes he sense. gets more... I think it's when he unfortunately transcends film a little bit more mm-hmm. because that's kind of how you become more of a household name. Right, like Bill... Yeah, that makes sense. Like yeah. Bill Burr yeah. mentioned that. He was like, and uh, I think Fahim can do it because he's got acting chops. Like, he's a, he's a great comedic actor. He did Goatface. He's done a bunch of sketch. He was in that movie WTF, too. You remember that? I've never seen it. Good... It's not bad. Yeah. It's like, it's a good fun war comedy. War. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, we all need a war comedy right now. (laughs) That's what we need right now. More than anything. We need that. And we need Kendall Jenner with a Pepsi to save us.
0: (laughs) That's funny. I actually, uh, I want to try it out tonight where uh, I was like, damn, my Jewish friends are like, ah, my Arab friends are yelling too. And my white friends like, oh,
1: Taylor Swift likes yeah. football. Yeah. What's up with that? <laughs> Golly, huh? And you know what? Though at least they're staying in their fucking lane. I like that, though. One thing that has been bugging me about this entire situation is how many people who have zero, like, zero stake in this, just rattling off shit every single day. Dude, dude, dude. Okay, I have two things to say. Pink-haired what? white chicks with armpit hair. Dude, oh my god. <laughs> two shut things up. I'll say. I'll say about it. One.
0: Uh, I have some friends who aren't Jewish or Arab and they would call me. They go, hey man, I feel like bad. What's going on in the situation? Like, I feel like I need a post. And I go, you don't want this smoke, bro. (laughs) (laughs) You don't want this smoke, dog. (laughs) (laughs) You don't want to deal with... Bro, like, because I've been on the phone, like Menachem Silverstein, who's like, you know, Orthodox Jew, very practicing. Like, I was on the phone for like, an over an hour who is this like, guy menachem do you know him
1: comic yeah he's a comic i don't know him.
0: he's a, at the laugh factory a lot he's uh he has a you know he's a very orthodox jew like he has the peyotes and okay. like the, everything like he's a very practicing very funny guy and and you know we were talking about it for like an hour and like all my other you know the jewish friends and the israeli friends are like you know, my Zionist friends, they didn't call me because I don't have any Zionist friends. And <laughs> I don't know what a Zionist is. Uh, basically, they're... Uh, here, let me just pull it up just to give you the perfect definition. So I don't... Uh, uh, I was talking no, to a friend of anything. ours a while ago. Um, <laughs> oh, wait, oh, yeah. But the last point I wanted to bring oh, up it. is um, you were saying, like, I just... I'm just so surprised of all these white people who are like, I am... Twenty five percent Jewish. And you're like, oh come on, yeah. dude. Like, like there's some like all these white people are like, I'm Jewish. And you're like, no, what do you think like, how? It, it's when? just it's not even just like white people, <laughs> but like, me, if it doesn't have anything to do it's with it's not me. even me. It's Menachem telling me this. But uh, I was like, yeah, that is kind of annoying when Menachem was like, dude, all of a sudden all these white people are just like 10% Jewish. Like,
1: yeah. I'm like, I've never seen you at the synagogue. Like, what's going on here? It's just such um, a funny thing for like not even just individuals, but like corporations all of a sudden being like, oh, we here at such and such condemn the violence. Oh, good. Great. Like, Ramsey Badawi had a great bit about it last night. I'm I'm not going to blow up a spot because it's a brand new joke, but like just everybody coming out and being vocal, just, just show like support for humanitarianism and just be like, Hey man, this shit's bad. Yeah. We got innocent people dying on both sides. The worst part about it is a lot of them are fucking kids. Yes. Yeah. Let's, let's let's take some of the serious the weight of this into effect and not start bringing up the he said she said you did this so we do that bullshit right right which is where things like this just get overly politicized and it, we're gonna run a circle around this oh we're it's gonna this, end up the exact same
0: we're in this like huge age of information misinformation i have a really dark joke that i wanted to try out i wanted to be like i feel like it's crazy because like jewish people are like hey they're killing our israelis are like hey they're killing our babies and palestinians like dude they're killing our babies and then pro-choice liberals like we're not killing enough babies (laughs) and then pro and then republican conservatives like oh my god we're killing minority babies send the troops (laughs) like it's just like everyone's just killing babies what's going on but it's the season but uh, does the definition of zionism a supporter of zionism is a person who believes in the development and protection of a jewish nation in what is now israel uh, so basically, so a lot of the Zionist, Zionist think, thinking, it just comes in where it's like, this is our land. They like push and push and they like mm-hmm. kept growing into Palestinian settlements and they've taken in their land and then like building their houses. So it's like a lot of this like Zionist mentality where there is a lot of, uh, you know, then there are some Israelis who are not Zionist. They're just, just there. a Jewish va- faith and they want to just live amongst like the, you know, with Palestinians. And then there are Palestinians who work in Israel, whatever. But at this point, it's like, I'm not in Israel. I'm not in Palestine. Back yeah. to that Rumsey, but bit, it's like, yeah. I'm not going to sit there and not going to be like, this is what you should say. This is how you should think this, is how whatever. The, the one thing I like did like announce is like back to the kids. Like I was thinking more of a humanitarian point because I posted like, uh, uh, what was I going to say? Like Mecca, middle Eastern children's Alliance. They like, when Yemen was going through some shit, they were like, "Hey, we work with on the ground," and like basically, they try to support. Like, you know, it's the Children's Alliance. Basically, mm-hmm. it's like they look for people. Like when the kids were being uh, poisoned by cholera in Yemen, so that's what was their main focus on. So I was like, "Okay, I like this foundation." So when I like posted a video, I was like, "Hey, we could work with these people. If you want to know, you could follow these pages to be updated. What's going on? This is a humanitarian." perspective i knew it was like i was gonna get like some people like oh okay they could donate money you know my followers and i knew there was gonna be a lot of fuck you you know yeah. what you're talking? Ah, ah. and i'm like yeah let me just get hamas and israel on the phone let me yeah. get them both on the phone hey guys people are
1: uh just very it's fucking Ahmed loves bread you know the
0: comedian <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah everyone's gotta listen to me now it's like you just take your phone and just do one of those. Yeah. Just, yeah. Just put the mouth up to the ear. Yeah. I got this, guys. Live on TikTok right now. We're settling this. We're
0: settling this. Yeah. I, I There's so many, like... I, I should, like, talk about more about it on stage. Uh, I mean, but I just why, don't have this stage. Why should you?
1: No, I just it, have it, stupid bits that I want to talk about it. I mean, from a comedic perspective, yeah. The comic in you goes, I should have something funny to, to say about this. But, like, you shouldn't feel the pressure... Of, like, having to address to say, it. Yeah. No, which like, I think so many people are. So many people, are like, well, if I don't say something about it, then people are going to think it's
0: all noise. It's yeah. all noise. Listen, if you're not, like, if you're not uh, Jewish or Arab or, like, or Israeli or whatever, yeah. you, I, that's what I'm saying. Just stay out of it. Yeah. I, I, I think, like, no one wants to hear from you.
1: Like, I, <laughs> especially when you're, like, constantly peddling this shit, if you're one of these, like, fucking social media thumpers that feels like they need to share everything constantly and have this voice that really like you or this opinion that you shouldn't even be sharing like have your opinion but like just fucking remain silent you for don't a little have bit to share but i i think we should go back
0: to the 90s where it's like hey don't share your salary and don't don't talk no no yeah. what was I, don't talk about politics and don't talk about
1: religion religion or it's, or it's like money religion politics we don't talk yeah about like that just, just don't talk about it yeah just
0: just yeah and i think that i think it's like we're going full circle i think yeah. we're probably gonna get into that phase the where cynic
1: in me i see people sharing this shit all the time and just being like a cynical asshole comic my opinion is the opposite of whatever you're sharing right now because you are <laughs> pissing me off so bad by thumping this constantly whatever you're going for i'm against i it. always
0: think i always think what is like i've been st- taking a step back from social media because it's like even from from my peers i'm like what's your motive here yeah and then i'm like where are you getting this source from yeah like uh like this is this is the funniest part justin bieber posted a photo of god Ga- of gaza of gaza like the, mm-hmm. the the buildings are destroyed and everything and justin bieber goes i stand with israel <laughs> like that's how like, what are you doing? Holy here, shit. What are you doing here? Dude, he I deleted saw, uh, it
1: quick. Did he? He deleted That's it quick, funny. but
0: it was just like,
1: oh I boy. saw a very funny one. It right, was on. Oh so we had a uh, Columbus day, yeah, which was then changed to indigenous people's day. Right. That's what they call it now in the United States. Did yeah, you know that?
0: Yeah. yeah I, I remember seeing that back, but I didn't know it was in full. Um,
1: So this person that I followed uh, posted this whole thing about, um, standing with Israel condemning the Palestinians and and everything going on. And then at the very end of all these social media posts on their story posted, uh, by the way, happy indigenous people's day. And it was like, do you, do you realize how funny that is? I don't know. if She knows that the Palestinians are the indigenous people of that area. And like, I'm not taking a stance. It was just ironically funny to me as just somebody from an outside perspective watching that.
0: Oh, shit. Yeah. The irony is the just... The irony of it, it just was just... perfect. Just, yeah. And it's like... <sighs> I... I, The whole thing just like... I will say I'm happy that I finally like... I was like, okay, I posted something like this is the humanitarian side. Like I mm-hmm. can stand for it. I'm not a political person. I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I know,
1: you know? Yeah. And... Uh, Same. That's the thing. I don't know. I don't even know what a fucking Zionist is. So I just shut up. I poke fun. <laughs> Like, you're a dumbass, you're a dumbass.
0: Yeah, make your—to me, like, the—I like the—I like my my peers who are not Jewish or Arab who are staying out of it. Uh And then there's some who are like, I'm going to try to make a good joke about it, and they do a good job. Like, Nick Simmons, he—his joke is fucking hilarious. Did you see what Nick Simmons posted where Mm -hmm. he goes— well, at first it was like the classic joke, like, oh, I think we all know what's going on. And then it was like Swifties are for football pants, like very like classic. And then, and then he goes, I'm going to be honest. I stay out of it. Like, I don't know what's going on. When they said Hez- Hezbollah is getting involved, I thought it was a little midget. That's,
1: uh, <laughs> That's what I thought. When really? you just said that right now, I, I, I don't even know what Hezbollah is. No. So, Hez- uh, so there's, uh, I know there's Hezbollah, Hezbollah, the midget. Yeah. Hezbollah. Yeah.
0: Hezbollah is the um, uh, it's there. It's um, what was I gonna say? It's they're in Lebanon. They're more, the more extremist group. They're a Shia-based oh, okay. extremist. I would have group assumed in it in was Lebanon. the little guy. what <laughs> I was gonna say. Yeah. And it's like, and it's like that's why I mean, like the people who are not. like,
1: Oh, Hezbollah is getting involved. You guys are fucked. <laughs> yeah,
0: you guys are screwed, dude. It is the best social media ad campaign. Yeah, he's like, gonna
1: roll in with six or seven bodyguards. We're gonna do some damage <laughs> on you guys. Yeah, if you
0: see these Russian dudes, bro, but. um, but that again, to the people who are not Jewish or Arab, you
1: don't want to smoke. You don't I just, want this yeah. smoke. Don't don't say anything. I just I'm try. too dumb to, to have an opinion on that. Yeah. ninety five percent of my day is me just going through that song, uh doot doot do, do 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 that's what goes through <laughs> my head. Not, you know, social and political issues. Listen, I don't I don't know a lot about it, but
0: I will say it's like, Okay, well, I'm not I try to think as like easy as possible. Like, did you see my post about it? Was very, it was like 20 seconds. It was literally 23. 23- the one where you were
1: in your car? Yeah.
0: I Tw- saw you post it, but I forget where I was. I couldn't it's listen like to it. like 23 seconds long. It was just, they cut off. Their, these kids have no food, water, electricity. This foundation I'm working with, Middle Eastern Children's Alliance. You could, you know, you could donate. And feed, they're they're going to help kids. feed these kids. Yeah. I'm I'm a... I'm, I'm, I'm a big advocate with, with like uh, the, the kids like in Middle Eastern countries. Uh, Save the Children is like this one foundation I've been donating to for a while. I only donate 20 bucks a month.
1: It's I was really going to say, you that got that donation
0: money? <laughs> no, no, no. It's only <laughs> 20 bucks a month. I, and I actually have a joke about, I, I had a bit about it where uh, it was like when I just quit my job and I was like making some cutbacks. Yeah. And then uh, Save the Children was being charged on my credit card. And I was like... I called and they were like, "Oh, you would like you have to make a phone call to Ooh. to unsubscribe yeah. from Save the Children Foundation." I was like, "They're like, hi, how can we help you?" I was like, "I can't do it." Ah, so just I cancel just, the card. So I just canceled my credit card. <laughs> oh, really? Is that yeah, the bit? My yeah, yeah. That's the look bit. at no, me no. stepping on your punchlines. No, you're good. I was like, "It's I mean I don't do the joke anymore," but I was like, "So I just canceled my credit card." I was like, "You got to do what you got to do," you know? Yeah. Um, but uh, I. Like, that's, like, the, more of a humanitarian. And it's so funny because it's, like, uh, like, uh, what was I going to say? Like, I wish it was, like, just a Mother Nature attack. It's was, like, oh, an earthquake hit Afghanistan. Oh, by the way, an earthquake did hit Afghanistan. Really? And no one knows. Wow. It's too a big one? Yeah. Fuck. And no one, like, not no one cares, but it's, like. I, I didn't even make the news cycle for me. Yeah.
1: Isn't it's that sad. crazy, too, that our news cycles Armenia, are different? Armenia. is getting fucked. Yeah. It's by the Turks <laughs> still? Yeah. So it's like... Do it's, you think it's the end
0: of times? Nah. No. I think it's just everything that's happening has always been happening. It's just because, we, because of social media, we were informed. You think so? Constantly. Dude, There's also try- a lot
1: of fucking aliens showing up all of a sudden. A lot of aliens, too. Yeah. I don't know. The atmosphere is a there's, little off. There's
0: this, there's what's so funny is like, uh, did you see that meme of like that fight? And then the kid smoking a bong. So uh, there was this, yeah, I love that one. So there was this meme. It was like, like, uh, like the world, like yeah. America, like the world, all these wars happening. And then you just see aliens smoking yeah. weed, like watching what's happening. dude. They're like, Damn. Have you seen this? I think if aliens come, they're not gonna take humans. They're gonna study uh, mushrooms or octopuses. Really? Because I think they're they're smarter than us, aren't they? Octopus, octopi, octopi, and uh, mushrooms. Mushrooms are very and like I mean yeah, well, it's like a whole
1: network, right? Yeah, so Tough. very intelligent. I don't know if I was an alien and I was watching what's going on here, I, w- I would, I would study us. I think <laughs> <laughs> like we well, mo- these, guys, these I, guys are fucking weird, I man. Think, what's their problem? I think. Uh, Mushrooms and
0: octopi are like are like uh, this the stem like scientific network, mm-hmm. you know the history network like things that you could learn, and then humans, humans. are Jersey Shore. I was going to say we're Spike TV. Yeah, yeah, we're MTV Jersey Shore, yeah. not like just entertaining. We're the
1: ultimate fighter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, one hundred percent.
0: Like and aliens are like yeah,
1: let's let's watch these guys. These are really these are these people are entertaining. Yeah, it's it's just there's so much shit going on in, and- I don't know. I, I was on some places. edibles the other night, and me and my girlfriend were talking about. It. There's a lot of shit, and I don't know the Bible, but there's a lot of things lining up. With uh, dude,
0: you know what's funny? Same thing with the Quran. Really? Yeah, everything's lining up too. Yeah. Where it's like all these wars, and then uh, we have uh, the antichrist, like al Mahdi. That's mm-hmm. what we say. Like someone's there's gonna yeah. Be we a we talked about
1: that. Who's born in Saudi, and then they they ride in on a pig, right? Is that the story? They ride oh, into. Wow. I got we got to compare stories East. right now. I don't know. Oh, I here's the thing this is all secondhand that I was told just well stoned out of my mind, Uh but like the antichrist is going to ride in on a pig into Palestine because that's the most disrespectful thing you can do, right? Is a, a, a because both sides don't eat pigs. Yeah. So that was something that I heard. And then like this whole war that's happening right now was prophesized and just like all these timelines of weird shit are lining up and I'm not a religious person at all, but I, I, now you're like oh, I shit. think about it I go well, holy shit man that's a little <laughs> Maybe that I should go to church and start yeah. praying
0: huh? no uh, for I think it's like uh, we have this person named Al Mahdi and his name is Muhammad he's born in South. I think he's born in Medina or Mecca one of
1: those two wait he's a historical figure or he's a guy right no, now no no
0: he's going like this is a prophecy he like comes in and he's gonna unite all the Arabs cause the Arabs are very very divided which I mean it's kinda true right now we're mm. very like I mean, in Yemen, we're fighting each other. If America's not bombing us, we're bombing each other. Shit. (laughs) If,
1: uh, you know. Yeah, we're just a a distraction from your guys' own selves. (laughs) Yeah. You guys are so self-destructive. We were like, why don't we just get in there? Yeah. And then uh, you have,
0: uh, you know, Saudis hanging on us. Everyone's hanging on. And then also they even. Yemen versus everybody. (laughs) I think right now it's like, yeah, I think so. Yemen Yemen is just like, we're on our own thing. And. America can't like they tried getting in Yemen, but they can't. Yeah, like, they can't control. They can never set up a military base. Yeah. I mean, they tried a little bit in South Yemen, but I think it was like in the nineties. Yeah, they uh, Yemen the like the navy ship. It's kind of a sad story. This the navy. Let's ship. talk about it. <laughs> yeah, right. No, no. <laughs> I, there was a. I gotta pull this up now. I gotta pull this article so I don't We're say anything. So factual. I mean, listen. There are people who don't normally listen to this podcast. Who are going to listen to this podcast? Good. I'm
1: glad that I can. uh, And then all of a sudden, and then
0: all of a sudden, like I get attacked. And then I will say this: the Ryan Long. Do you know who Uh he is? Yeah, Yeah, the New York dude. Yeah, his his video about actor not sure if he's supposed to support Israel or Palestine. Dude, it's so funny. Where he was just like, okay, he was like, right now. It was like, okay, right now everyone's siding with Israel. Okay, well, the queers are siding with Palestine and I got to be on the queer side. Okay, yeah. we're just like, it was just like him
1: just going back and forth. He's like, I don't know what to say. I don't want to say. I mean, that's kind of like the the perfect dichotomy of everything that we've been talking about. A little bit, right? Right. Where it's like, what side do I need to choose? Yeah, yeah.
0: just don't. Don't choose. Just, yeah. Yeah. Just, well, just I sit can back say, and feel want, bad.
1: You don't want this smoke. Yeah, just sit back <laughs> and feel bad that innocent people are being fucking maimed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's uh, my that's my plea to leave me alone, for all the atrocious things I have said. Uh, let me see. Uh, let me see. It was
0: okay. Yeah. So it was October twelfth in two thousand. So it was. Oh, they shit. call it the USS Cole bombing. Um, but it was. Uh, so it was the US Cole bombing it was a suicide attack by Al Qaeda against USS Cole, a guided missile destroyer of the United States Navy, on twelfth October two thousand, while she. So the the ship was being refilled in Yemen and Aden, and then Al-Qaeda came in like, I think it was a su- yeah, it was suicide bombing. Those Al-Qaeda, it was very sad. those Al-Qaeda guys, man, they're, yeah, so they're se- up to no good. 17 deaths and 37 injured, and the perpetrators are Al-Qaeda. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Dude, I will say, do you know those Middle Eastern puns that I normally do? That bit. Puns? Yeah, the little oh, the Middle yeah, Eastern yeah. pickup lines where yeah, I go, oh, you're I, trying to get rowdy. Here's a Saudi, yeah. like that. So I was like, I was doing a show in San Diego and I was doing all the countries. And uh, and then I started going with the terrorist organizations <laughs> where I was like, "Uh, you know, oh, you like a bad man. He's in the Taliban. Don't you mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's in ISIS. an was like doing those and I was getting a lot of, oh, oh, oh i was like and then i go oh man all right i guess i'll just double down and i just kept going <laughs> might as well what's the one you got for hamas don't get lost in the sauce he's in Hamas. Ah, there we go that's the one yeah that one was like th- there's so many people like
1: oh, oh god people are gonna be like can i laugh at that right now Am yeah I yeah i mean are there industry people here watching me
0: can no, you know? it was uh, it was Laugh Factory, San Diego. It was oh, it was Bryson Banks' show. So there was a lot of military people oh. there too. Oh, I,
1: I, I would feel like they liked like that. Yeah,
0: they did. Yeah. I mean, there were there were some, and then there was um, this guy named Danny Mullen. He's a YouTube prankster. He got I up. I know the name. Yeah, and he uh, uh, he got up, and a lot of his fan base are very like edge lord. They like they because he's a comedian that's like very like he. Toes the Line has, you know, has, like, rape jokes mm-hmm. and all these other type of, you know. Sure. He's out th- Very edgy, yeah, material. So, a lot of his uh, fan base are, like, we're, like, super into that. so oh, nice. Um, there was this one, it was weird. There was this one guy, one of his, you could tell he was his fan because every comic, he was, like, getting up like this. Like, like deliberately, oh, like, God. I'm purposely not laughing. The make everything. me laugh guy? The- not even a make me laugh. Like, I'm not going to laugh. Until Danny, and then when Danny gets up, he's like, oh, like Until he was so. Excited. Yeah, up. and then Those like at one point he like, Danny says a punchline. He gets up and he just starts humping the air like he the was. Guy did? Yeah, yeah. The very, uh, very. Uh, what the childish? Fuck? Yeah. yeah, and then like he gets up just staring like, Jesus like he Christ. thinks he thinks stand up comedy is a competition. Yeah, you know what I mean. People do they they get
1: very peacocky about it. There's like there's a, a type of guy that I always reference. It's uh, Let's see what you got, guy. It's like this isn't basketball. This isn't a sport where you can be like, "All right, man, let's see what you got." D up. Yeah,
0: that let's, makes sense. But like, you it's know, a you lot ever, of dudes
1: who are like that. Yeah. see what you got. You make you think laugh. you can
0: make me laugh? Yeah, yeah. There's very a it, lot it, of hot, jaded guys. I think yeah. like, yeah, you think you're funnier than me?
1: Yeah, it's because it's like for for whatever. whatever sir, I've reason, never people, went, got up an open mic. Yeah, people see comedy and ma- the ability to make people laugh as uh, this machismo thing. This big, like, oh, you're more charismatic and likable than I? I think not. <laughs> no, I, I just fucking I could do that. Yeah.
0: Uh, there was this girl, a uh, comedian friend, she um she says date this guy who before she started in comedy, like they he and her and this boyfriend, they used to go and watch comedy shows. And she was like, Oh, that's funny. She would be like get inspired. And every time the boyfriend, they would leave the show, and the boyfriend was like, "That guy's not funny. That guy sucks. That guy's like, he was just talking shit about every single comedian." And then she was like, "Okay," and she was like, "Yeah, I could do it." He's like, "Yeah, I've been writing. I've been writing." And she was like, "Yeah, go do an open mic." And he would never. It was always an excuse. Like he, he's like, "No, man. Like, I'm waiting for this. I'm waiting for this next." Yeah. He was just so insecure. He was like just talking shit about every other comic. She ended up doing really. Yeah, because she was an improv person, anyways. You know who.
1: Like you know this person personally
0: yeah yeah like she told me this story and she was like she she was like oh yeah and then i just got into stand-up i mean we don't date anymore and i think he's i mean she was like at this point she it was really sad like you could it was really sad because she because i just feel sorry for him yeah she's like he's so insecure that he can't even like get up on try something try something because he's
1: so afraid it's so funny that people like People try to mentally prep themselves for their first open mic so hard. And they're like, oh, well, no, I just like, it's not the right timing, but like, I, I just want it to go so well because in their head, they think they're going to go up there and destroy it. ain't, it ain't going to be like that. It's, it's it. not going to be like that. And nobody is going to remember you. If you have like the inkling to want to try stand up, just go. It's three minutes that you're, you're the only person in the world that's going to remember those three minutes. So get rid of your ego and just fucking give it a shot. Yeah.
0: I, my favorite thing about stand-up comedy is destroying... It's humbling you. Yeah. it just destroying you. It builds it up,
1: too. Yeah.
0: But that's one of my favorite things about um, uh, Gary Shanling's documentary. Or just Judd Apatow about Gary Shanling on HBO. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I try watch to it. watch it at least once a year. Really? It is... It's just like this... It's a, this beautiful love letter. It's all about Gary Shanling's life, but it's just beautiful love letter about stand-up comedy. Yeah. Where like every every year I watch it and as I grow as a stand-up comedian, I'm like, yeah, that is true. Like the last takeaway I got from watching it was like, oh, stand-up comedy is this beautiful art form where where you need ego. You need to have a, like a good amount of ego to get up on stage thinking, yeah, I'm going to make 500 people laugh. I'm in front of, you know what I mean? I'm going to clip it up, get on stage, all that shit. So you need to have some ego. But you're only good at stand-up when you have zero ego. Yeah. It's an
1: emotional seesaw a little bit. There's got to be a lot of balance. Like I've always said, you got to kind of be able to swing dick and act like you're the big shot in the room. mm -hmm. But remember, you're still human and you still have a job to do and you have to be relatable and likable and funny and all these different things. So it's like, yeah, you got to have a big head, but also balance it out with... Correct. this uh, humility.
0: Yeah, and that was that's why the the documentary is called The Zen Diaries of Sh- Gary Shandling cuz his whole journey is like he got into Buddhism and meditating and trying to balance this ego and mm-hmm. just trying to control this thing. Um um it was kind of like uh, Mike Tyson once said, like when people talk shit to me, when I when I realize I'm nobody, it doesn't bother me. When people go, you suck, or you're, you know, you ain't shit, you're not fight or whatever. When I remember that I'm nobody, it does not bother bother me. And that
1: Mike Tyson said that, yeah, wow. I if mean, he can if he can bring himself down to that level, we all can,
0: right? <laughs> like, and I have a friend who works for Mike Tyson, and he tells me, like, just how famous this guy is, like how. I mean, you tend to forget, like, oh yeah, Mike Tyson is like legit world famous. Yeah. Like him and Khabib can go anywhere in the world, and it, well, not well, Khabib, yes, but Mike Tyson right now, Khabib, uh, not a lot. I I, you know. I don't think
1: Khabib is, uh, and it's not to knock his like martial arts, but he just never hit that plateau that Mike Tyson did. Yeah, like Mike sense. Tyson. Well, he got into movies. Khabib's not getting into movies, but yeah, but like. It was just the, it's that nineties effect where like there are different factions of fame now because of social media and the internet. Yeah. Back there in like the eighties, nineties, it was like there was one lane for celebrities and it was celebrities and athletes. Right? Like just celebrity yeah. was its own thing, whether you were an actor, musician, musician, or, uh any of that shit.
0: Not even comedy. Stand-up comedians were even that But it was big it was just like celebrity. Yeah.
1: You know what I mean? And Mike Tyson was an athlete and like a just a household name celebrity outside of the sport yeah he was such a recognizable thing
0: on social media so even young people know Mm -hmm. him but yeah well i was saying like mike tyson would be like uh i mean i'm i hopefully i'm not like um saying too much but like they were telling me they were at this they were in this country i think it was like thailand and no need it was like one of those like south asian countries where weed is like a
1: huge no-no Right. like a chop your hand off type place yeah
0: like they'll throw you to jail immediately yeah. and it was Mike Tyson and they were driving like on the road and they get pulled over and they were smoking weed and it smells like weed and Mike Tyson's like hey guys like just like I'll do the talking like don't worry like everyone everyone was scared roll down the window The co- like the cops pull up they see Mike Tyson they go oh Mike Tyson da, 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 da. and they start like freaking out they yeah. see Mike Tyson they end up just escorting them out wow to wherever they needed to go
1: the rest of the trip wow it was like just examples like that that's so funny mike tyson is such an in, like i i'm a big fan of mike tyson just like the idea of him and who he is and how he's like uh, he's changed over the years and he's like uh developed himself to be a better person because like he had big issues like, yeah he had a lot of serious charges back in the day too <laughs> yeah. like abuse and all that shit and he's bettered himself yeah and it and- just talking about his celebrity, it's such a funny thing. Like as if he wasn't already a recognizable face to begin with, right. he goes and throws a tattoo right on his, his, fa- on yeah. his fucking on face. His face. Yeah, like he, he was. Uh, it was so funny. Uh,
0: I was watching a clip of him and on Kevin Hart's show, mm-hmm. Kevin Hart's talk show, and Mike Tyson was like, "He's like my daughter. My daughter would sh- pull up old, see old videos of me and pre-fights and the shit that I would say." And I would Bonker even, and he stuff. goes, he goes. I would even look at, I would even look at myself at young, and I go, whoa, yeah,
1: whoa. And my daughter would say, dad, <laughs> dad, Have you she seen that? like,
0: oh my god, I
1: would say these things. <laughs> like, he's got that famous one where he's like telling that guy, he's like, I want to stomp on your children's testicles, <laughs> yeah. I want to murder you. like all this like heinous <laughs> shit. Like, how do you even think about that? Yeah, how do you even think? To like, oh, I'm gonna hurt this guy so deep. I'm gonna tell him. I want to stomp on his children's testicles. <laughs> fucking mad shit, bonkers shit talk. If you're the guy across the fucking the the lineup from him, you're like, Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> oh my, that's God, how he beat good. you though. He beat you before the fight.
0: Yeah, mentally. Yeah, that's right. And um, oh, I wanted to say something. We were talking about crowds, about like these guys who are like jaded, cra- jaded guys who mm-hmm. are like, oh yeah, you think you can make me laugh? Um, oh. Was I gonna say, Uh, Zahid? He he's told me that there are three types of audiences. This was the guy that you were talking about. The which one, Zahid? Is that who? Zahid Doji. He was like this comedian friend of mine, and he we were talking about like different types of audiences, and he broke it down pretty well. He said there are three types of audiences. There is uh, there is uh, cats, cats who are more like, like they don't know you, and they're more like, all right. Like, let's see what you got. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then, like, you know, as you're funny, they're like, okay. They, like, they let their guard down. Or if you're bad, they just walk away from you. Mentally walk away from sure. you. Or they just don't like you. And then there's dogs who are just, like, really excited to see you. They're just, they will laugh at anything you say. They just, they love you no matter what. They're yeah. dogs. And then he was like, then there's are just idiots. It was like they're they're idiots you just say whatever you'd say any kind of joke like the low most low hanging fruit joke they're idiots they'll laugh but if you try to say like a high smart joke that needs like that needs like some brain power they're not gonna laugh because yeah. they're just drunk they're all just yeah you know what I mean drunk and rowdy mm-hmm. like that's what he means when he says idiots like yeah you just you just say whatever it's all hype just yell yeah <laughs>
1: Whatever. yeah they're the people who like those types of crowds that only want crowd work <sighs> they just want yeah. to be shit talked to yeah that's tough
0: yeah. i mean i will i i mean i'm still indifferent about crowd work comedy like i try to do uh my it's like that remember that story in chicago uh back when i um i was doing the comedy bar and i was just trying to do my act and then this guy was like pretending to be on his phone and he was like yeah i was just on a phone with a comedian <laughs> something like that
1: what the fuck no. yeah
0: yeah i was just looking at the clip and then like and like he was just heck, he wasn't heckling just me. He was heckling the other comedians first. And I was just trying to do my act. And he was like, Yeah, he just wanted my attention. That's all he wanted. I he just remember want, you telling he me. He was about just this. like talking shit. He just wanted attention yeah. so bad. And I was like, Hey, man, are you just going to be a dick the whole time? He was like, Yep. Oh, what God. did I do? Nothing. You just because. Just, just and I was just like, You want to laugh? He was like, I just want to, you got to make me laugh. And I was like, Okay, you're stepping on my punchlines and you keep talking. Just stop just listen to me for like five minutes and then I'll kiss your forehead. And then later I, I, I remember you talking about, that. and then right. I ended up, I, you know, finally he just, he just would shut up. Like mm-hmm. he just, I was, let me do my act. You know, I'm making them laugh and they're not, you know, he's like hollering, laughing. And I like kiss his forehead yeah. and the whole crowd cheers. But I was just like,
1: <laughs> but I don't want to deal with that. Right. You know, I you, don't want to do, you with have it. a plan, you have a path, you've written out the map and you want to get to the end. Mm-hmm. And guys like that will fucking throw a wrench in your plan. Yeah, annoying. It's annoying. Yeah. I don't understand those people who are like combative audience members. Why are you here?
0: It's just insecurity,
1: man. It is. It's, it's just- 100% insecurity. But like, why would you do that to yourself? It makes no sense. And it's, we've been, comics have been talking about this since the dawn of standup. But like, <laughs> why are you there if you're just going to have a bad time? Imagine going to see Mike Tyson fight. And you stand up and go, stop, stop hitting him. What is he doing? Why can't they just be friends? Yeah. If a comic is talking about a subject matter that you don't like, don't fucking scoff, don't heckle, don't do this. Leave. You could get up and leave. Yeah. Go to the bathroom. Yeah. Put your AirPods in. I don't give a fuck.
0: Right. I've had that before in college, doing a college gig. Where, I mean, I'm every college gig, every corporate gig, you get in there, you do your time get your money get the fuck out uh-huh. if you get if you get any people who are now fans of you congratulations yeah but um i was just doing my i was doing an act uh, at a college gig and was just doing my stand-up some people you know some people got up and just left i don't even take it so maybe they had something to do maybe they had you know a prior or maybe they just didn't like me you know but then I had some other college kids who like came in late. They sat down. Next thing you know, they're just enjoying the rest of the show and they, they like it. They like yeah, the whole set. I will say what was very different. Um, maybe it's because uh they grew up in their high school era or their element of junior year or high school. It was very like, you can't say that, you can't say that everything is sensitive and everything has to be PC. So when I got up on stage, I was like doing some clean jokes and I was like, Do you guys want me to go dirty? And they go, Yes. Like, please go all out, go all out. The staff left. I was like, okay, I went all out. Nice. (laughs) And well, there was this one kid who kept heckling me. He just kept heckling me. And then like, this is what bothers me. He heckles me. And then I try to say something and he doesn't, he doesn't want to say anything.
1: Yeah. Once you you call them out, then they shut up.
0: Right. And then I said this, I, and then I do my act again. I'm like, getting back. I'm doing my jokes. And then he heckles again. And then I go, and I asked him a question. Doesn't say anything. I was like, listen. You can't heckle me, and then I ask you a genuine question, and then you're just like, and you show up, and then you're shelling up. I was like, work with me here. You wanna you wanna make this about you? So I go, what's your name? He goes, John Doe. He's and a, then
1: it, it's just a and that's then, a punk. Like. Yeah,
0: he's just a punk. So then this is where I got him. He, I go, how old are you? He goes, I'm twelve. I go, no, not the children you sleep with. How old are you? The whole crowd just goes like, crazy. Yeah. But I may essentially call this kid a pedophile. but like, And then well, when I thought about that, I was like, damn, I just call him a pedophile pretty much. And mm-hmm. I was like, I literally just go, I hope I don't get fired. I really <laughs> I-. And then I got my paycheck. I was like, Whew, okay.
1: Nice. Oh, boy. Yeah, people want to like shout shit and like heckle when there's like other noise happening because they want to get a laugh amongst like the tables around them. But the second you call them out and they're now in the spotlight, they don't have that that same muscle that we do as comics to like actually be funny on the spot. Cause you call them out and you go, Hey, all right. Now what motherfucker? Mm-hmm. Make me laugh. Make these people laugh. I'm talking directly to you. And they go, "Oh, John Doe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. I Craig posted a clip that I liked. It was, this guy was heckling. Craig Conant. Yeah. And he goes, you want to, oh, you want to get up on stage? And the guy's like, yeah, sure. He gets up on, the guy gets up on stage and then he gives him the mic. Craig walks away. And then the guy was like, yeah. So, Oh, Oh, Whoa. Look at all these people.
1: Like you could <laughs> see the fear in stone. Did you see that clip? No, I'm gonna watch and it. And soon. Yeah. Be wrapped up. So
0: you guys like he tries to do a football joke. Oh god! Like you guys like the raid or whatever. And everyone's like uh huh. And then he was just like, "I'm dying. Can you can you come back here, please, please, please?" And the guy get and then Craig comes out. He's like, "Are you? Oh shit." Sorry, right, these fine. headphones are shitty. And he goes, uh, are you never going to do this again? He was like, yes, please. And then, like, so quick. And he was like, okay, thanks. And then and then Craig made jokes. He was like, man, I was hoping, uh, I was hoping, uh, what was I going to say, uh, that he doesn't kill. That would have sucked if he killed. Blah, that been,
1: that's how Patrice got started. What? Like, he got, he got, he took the mic from someone? He Yeah, he was talking shit. This is the lore. I don't know this for fact, but, like, I mean, I've heard this from multiple sources multiple times. That Patrice's stand-up career got started because he was at a show, giving the comic on stage the business, and the dude was like, "Oh, you think you could be funnier?" And Patrice was like, "Hell yeah!" Went up there and murdered. <laughs> well, listen,
0: I want to give a mic to a a, a big black person yeah. or a big black woman like that. I'm never, I would never do. No, that. No, they're
1: gonna bury you. They will kill me. They yeah. would think
0: it's because they got they got like charisma, yeah. and attitude and energy. And I'm not no. Like, yeah. more than me. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Hell no.
1: Just 10 times more likable, too, than the, we could ever be. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Immediately likable. Yeah. I, gosh, I wish I had that charisma. <laughs> it was like uh, like I had Ma- uh, Malik open for me in San Jose. And just watching him do his act, I was like, he's so charismatic. He's so likable. Like, girls instantly love him. guys. And guys aren't intimidated by him. They mm-hmm. just go, oh, he's hilarious.
1: Yeah. That's one of the only comics that can get on stage in shorts and do well. Yeah. He got, he
0: had shorts. On, no, he had like this leather, like leather, like button down and leather shorts. Ridiculous. He looked ridiculous so cool. outfit. <laughs> yeah. He uh, what was, it. he looked like, I said, he looked like carry on bag. Ah! <laughs> I was like, you're a shoe shiner a wet dream. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Uh, what was I going to say? Uh, what's a good piece of advice you were given? Who told it to you? And where were you in your life when you were given that piece of advice? Oh, shit. Yeah, you forgot, I guess. that. Um, question.
1: <laughs> well, I've thought about this because I've been on the other side quite a few times on this show. Um, I got it from my grandpa. Uh, I think I was... I had to have been like six or seven the first time I ever heard him say it. Mm-hmm. It was something that he used to say all the time. Um, and it was just a response to like something... People tell us often. You know, when somebody's like, uh, "Oh well, you have to go do this." Oh, we well. Uh, oh no, we can't do that because we have to go put gas in the car first. Yeah. My grandpa, anytime somebody would say "have to," "you have to do this," "we have to do that," he would always respond with, "The only thing I have to do is die." <laughs> Which, like, it sounds morbid, but when but you I think like about that. it, it is. It's almost like freeing when you kind of like really like let that quote sink into who you are. You don't have to do anything in your life. You don't even have to breathe. You don't have to eat. You don't have to do anything. But the one thing you cannot escape is death. You don't have to pay your bills. You don't have to go to school. You don't have to go to work. You don't have to do anything. You have to die. <laughs> it's a little morbid and it's a little dark. But once you like really embrace it, it's almost like, holy shit. It gives you this like a little bit of a mental clarity. I've always liked it.
0: It's a good It's a good piece of advice to put in your memory when... Um,
1: to not sweat to small stuff. Yeah, it's kind of like, like a that. very morbid way of it's to not a, sweat, to, sweat to small stuff. It's like an, an, it's not even directly advice as much as it is like a, just like a little bit of a quote. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a good fuck you. Yeah. It's, it's a good a little like, bit. I don't, I don't have to, I could, I could die. Yeah. I have to die, but I don't have to listen to you. Yeah. My grandpa's a reformed gangster, so. Oh he, yeah. He still got it. Yeah. He used to gangbang with Danny Trejo. <laughs> what? Yeah. Isn't that wild? Yeah danny trejo the actor the actor he's the bang with him mm-hmm. what they were in a gang called los ulhans back in the day in like long beach or torrance area that's fucking badass the lowrider gang yeah what pretty dope huh and now he's like he uh, became like a, a youth pastor for a little bit with danny trejo oh i don't know if he was still working with danny trejo but my grandpa was uh preaching at his church wow yeah that's fucking badass that's Artistrada
0: yeah then that is a huge that the only thing i have to do is die mm-hmm. that's a huge fuck you to people that try to tell them what to do yeah i have respect for that i have a lot of respect for like that level of don't tell me what to do mm-hmm. i have that i think a lot of I, stand-up comedians have that but even me particular like i really don't like when people try to tell me what to do yeah it sucks it really
1: bothers me, especially I'm like, where the f- who the fuck are you? I think as a comic, we all have that a little bit because we're independent, free thinkers on our own. So when somebody tries to tell us what to do, how to do it, it's always going to irk us. It's not to say that we're always going to be like, fuck you, but it's going to bother us a little bit on some scale. Mm-hmm. This,
0: Oh, my God. I was just thinking about this one, dude. I, I don't like comments get to me, but there is one... Um, it was a clip from this podcast where I was making a joke about like how, um, you know, I'll go do a corporate gig for an Islamic mm-hmm. event. And I'm just like, you know, very easy dad jokes that mm-hmm. I'll say, that's not even that funny. And then I get on stage to the comedy club I'm like, who likes sucking at fucking? <laughs> <laughs> um, very silly. And this guy goes, wow, like, yikes, you need to work on, you know, the you need to work on yourself or some shit like that. You in, need, oh yeah, like uh. you need to, yeah. He was like, you need to, like, like work. I, I guess he was probably talking about the sucking, fucking, or, or whatever the fuck. I don't care. And I just said, don't tell me what to do. And then he goes, uh, "It's own, it's for your own benefit." Yeah, well you boy. He said oh. it in Arabic, and that literally just turned me. On and I go, and and I really called him out. I was like this, hey, I literally go, okay, Baba, like dad, come come to the show, come tell me what to do. And then I literally went back and I go, hey, I saw that he was in Philly. I was like, I'm performing in Philly. Come to the show. I'll give you a free ticket. Hilarious. Come tell me what to do, <laughs> Baba. I was so infuriated. fury. He, they're pussies. Yeah. Like
1: the it's, audacity people have to t- to say it online. What's the, there's a term for that. There's a, it's like sc- computer screen warriors, whatever you call it. Keyboard warriors. Keyboard warriors. Yeah. yeah. It's the same as those guys who. Who say shit when the audience is loud, but as soon as you call them out, they shell up. They turtle. Same guy. These people only exist on the internet. Yeah. They, you put them in real life, they
0: won't even ask for ketchup from a waiter. Like, Ah, they ate, yeah,
1: nothing. I'm that guy. What? I I get afraid to ask for too many condiments, (laughs) but I also don't talk shit to people I shouldn't be talking shit to. Yeah. You know?
0: I've... I, yeah, I, it, it just baffles me at this point where I'm like, damn, like, I could see a person being jealous, you know what I mean? Cause me, I'm a human being, I get jealous. Mm. But to sit there and just be like, you unoriginal piece of shit. Like, I will see, like, okay, I saw this one, um uh, this couple, like, you know how when couple TikToks or a couple videos get mm-hmm. on my page? Did, I maybe I mean you're in a relationship so I'm sure like your girlfriend will send you like a cute video of like when you're you know what I mean when your boyfriend does this yeah. or your girlfriend very cute but sometimes dude, you'll have like couple TikTok or a couple Instagram accounts the, the most cringiest shit ever and there's this one girl it was like this one couple of TikTok this girl goes so it was like surprising my husband she puts herself in a box and it says glory hole and her mouth in and the guy comes like oh and then he just like fucks the hole and I'm like, I wanted to comment like, there are children the, on this app. Or this is cringy. Like what yeah. is wrong? Like I wanted to say it, but I was just You like, had to
1: refrain yourself. I just refrain. I was like, Yeah, fuck okay. it. Like, I, I don't wanna care. say that shit all the time. And I sometimes I will, what I'll do is I'll type it out and then delete it.
0: I've done that before.
1: It's cause it's like you get it out a little bit, it's a little bit of a punching bag, but you have to be like better than that.
0: Yeah. You know? Yeah, you gotta be above it. One time, uh those those videos are unbearable though. They're unbearable. Yeah. One time uh This one uh, kid, he commented, because I really hate this comment where he goes, oh, you're trying to, um, you're uh, selling your own culture to make white people laugh. I hate that comment because I'm like, my audience is mostly Arab. Like I talk about being Arab and I talk about being Muslim. Come to my shows. Most of them are Arab Muslims and then other people. So when I see that comment, it bothers me. So I go, so I was just like, and you know, no, no profile pic, no nothing. And I go, oh, just another faceless coward, yeah, criticizing other people because he's too much of a pussy to create his own, criticizing other people's content. So too much of a pussy, create his own. And he starts backtracking. He was like, oh no, no, it's not like that. I just, he's like, I could create content, but I just have all this depression. I'm working on. And then I <laughs> typed in, and then I said, uh, I typed it. It's very dark, but I said, I hope your depression takes over. yikes and then i i didn't post it i just deleted it but i but that's what i'm saying and and then i just i let it go and then he's still like no no hate no hate and like all that he just keeps like commenting back
1: he got called out
0: yeah or the another some guy the arab alphas videos with mike like Mm. he same thing he was like corny this is what pissed me off corniest yemeni i know just trying to make sell your own culture to make other people you know, white people laugh and I go, look at the comment. It's mainly Arab and Muslim people. Yeah. I I don't think white people
1: would understand that. I had to ask a thousand times, what does this word mean? Why is that? What does does
0: halal mean? What does this mean? Yeah. And it's not, and it's not like, I'm not trying to like alienate those people, but it's more like, you know, I'm just trying to like, this is what's relatable to me, you know? Sure. And then I said the corn emojis, like I responded back to him. He deleted that comment. I'm like, You're just talking shit. Come to my shows. Like, come, like, but they're, they're not, they're just keyboard warriors. But
1: anyways,
0: Mm. um, anyways, uh, let's wrap up. Uh, I'm going to get some Chipotle and go to an audition. What do you
1: got going on? Hell yeah. I'm going to do some editing Mm -hmm. and then I have a show tonight. So I'm going to take it easy. I'm going to, I'm gonna take a nap today. I think. Oh, you deserve it. I need a nap so bad. I'm so goddamn sleep deprived for um, no reason, just yeah. other than my own mental woes. Yeah,
0: I'm gonna hit some open mics tonight. I just, I just want to get on stage. Good.
1: All right.
0: Um, oh shit. Ah. Goddamn. I know. I don't Sorry. know. Sorry. No. I no. No. That Maybe cable. it's because I touched the wire. Oh well. well. anyways, this has been a great episode. Everyone, please follow Channing Apodaca,
1: which are uh, the other Channing on all socials. I think uh, my Twitter. And that's what I'm going to continue calling it. It's just other Channing, not with the the. Yeah. So at other Channing. But I don't, I don't really post anything on there. Mainly yeah. just Instagram.
0: The other Channing. T H E O T H E R Channing. C-H-A-N-N-I-N-G. Yeah. And can I plug can always, one date?
1: Huh? Yeah, of course. Hell yeah. On uh, January 12th. It's three months out. So I assume that this episode will be there. <laughs> For sure. Uh, if you are in the like Long Beach in between Hollywood and... Uh, Orange County area, specifically Bellflower. Um, I have a show, Channing Apodaca and Friends, at the Stand-Up Comedy Club in Bellflower, California. I want to start promoting it. We got a sick lineup, Chris Estrada, Jackson Banks, Joel Jimenez, Lulu Jovovich, myself, maybe a couple more. Uh, buy tickets. Thanks. Nice. I like that place. All right, and thank you
0: so much. Uh, yes, I'm. please come to my shows in November. I'll be in Richmond, Virginia, November 9th, 10th and, 11th, 10th and 11th. I'm in D.C. I'm taping it. It's not going anywhere. It's just, we'll see. I mean, I'm just uh, taping it because I need a good hour taped. And then I'll be headlining in New York, November 12th. So pull up. It's going to be a great show. Thank you guys so much. Have a happy Monday.